Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Podcast with No Name. I'm your host, Nolan, and with me, of course, is Chris Ich bin ein Berliner Chavez. Bless you. Yes, yes it is I. Chris Schaschen Chavez. <laughs> well, we had an exciting October, <clears throat> didn't we? Uh, I guess so. Well, podcast-wise, anyway. Well, podcast-wise, heck yeah. Yeah, we uh, finally wrapped up the uh, Black Dahlia. We sure did. We're out of the, uh, we're out of the woods. We, well... Out of the woods and over the river and on their grandmother's house. <laughs> yes, yes, I guess so, yeah. Says Norman. Mother's wasn't, just wasn't enough. No. But uh, in amongst all that time, we found another podcast, didn't we? We sure did. Yeah. It's oh. Drop the Pilot podcast is what it's called. That's right. And it's, uh, it's creator Jimmy Brown. Uh, they created a really great, entertaining show. And what it's about is about uh, television shows, good or bad, that never made it past their first episode. So, to me, I enjoy this because, you know, the uh, connoisseur of enjoying television and good shows, bad right. shows, what have you, and how or why some didn't make it. But why don't we have Jimmy Brown, in his own words, tell us about his podcast. Sounds good, Jimmy. Hello, dear listener. Did you know that there was an American remake of British sitcom Red Dwarf that didn't get past pilot stage? How about a TV version of the comedy film Coming to America? Or the horror film The Omen? Or a 2004 version of Lost in Space directed by famed action director John Woo? I do, which is why I host the Drop the Pilot podcast. Join me, Jimmy Brown, and a guest every fortnight as we delve into the sometimes frustrating but always interesting world of failed television pilots. Just what is a pilot? Well, let this clip from a popular 90s movie explain. Well, the way they pick TV shows is they make one show. That show's called a pilot. Then they show that one show to the people who pick shows. And on the strength of that one show, they decide if they want to make more shows. Some get chosen and become television programs. Some don't. Become nothing. Thanks, Larry. So that's the Drop the Pilot podcast. Go to dropthepilotpod.blogspot.com for links to the show and to the pilot that we are talking about. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You know, the usual. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. All right. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? I think I'm going to subscribe oh, to that. we're totally I subscribing really to I really think I'm going to subscribe to that. I'm not kidding. But thank you, Jimmy Brown. Um, yeah. I hope your show does great. And guys, check out the show. Yeah. And... Uh... Well, uh, we should collaborate on some of the pilot podcasts. I think that'd be great fun. And if it's something that piques your interest, you can find them on iHeartRadio and SoundCloud. All the usual suspects. Bam. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of uh, podcasts, um, what are we doing today? The one with no name. Well, obviously, <laughs> they, they know what we're listening to. What's the topic of today? Is it the Blue Dahlia? No. <laughs> okay. it, it's, it's the Yellow Chrysanthemum. Oh, nice. <laughs> No, what we're going to talk about today is um, Billy the Kid. I knew him. You did, did yeah. you? Would he rough you up and take your lunch money as a kid? All the time. All the Give time? Give swirlies and all kinds of things. You, uh, well, how'd you get rid of Billy the Kid? <sighs> I can't tell you that. Oh. I think we found out how he got rid of Billy the Kid from the last few episodes we listened to about the Black Dog. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chavez is the uh, Billy the Kid Dahlia murderer. God. <laughs> No, but what? So when I when I talk about Billy the Kid, who do, who what comes to mind? Emilio Estevez. Emilio uh, Estevez. No, okay. Um, well, Young Guns. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's young, guns. young Guns. Um, and also in <laughs> the way out of Albuquerque, they have a Billy the Kid museum. Yes. And uh, because he was from that area, from that area. Yeah. So uh, from a hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace. You're uh, Billy the Kid Junior. Yes, mm-hmm. right. But. 
another one, you know, you know, Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid, that wonderful Sam Peckinpah movie with uh, Chris Christopherson. Correct, yes. And, uh, oh, James, James Coburn, there it is. But we're actually not going to be talking about that. Oh, man. Billy the Kid. Surprise, surprise. Sorry, guys. We're going to talk about Billy the Lesser Known Kid. Oh, Billy the Adolescent? <laughs> well, Billy or else the, it wouldn't have been Billy the Kid. Billy the Man. No, we're talking Billy about the... Billy Claiborne. Oh, Billy Crystal. That's what I thought you were going And about. today, this wonderful Wednesday, is basically the anniversary of his death. So, and that's why I thought we'd talk about it, is because nobody really knows who this William Claiborne fellow is, but he holds an important place in history, especially in your old stomping grounds. Exactly. Of Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> so, uh, this fellow named William Claiborne, the reason why he is known as Billy the Kid is he was just an, a young upstart and... In the Wild West, you know, the one thing I want to mention about the Wild West is uh, it really actually was as wild as, as they say, but it wasn't because of the gunfights that we've always seen in, in the Western movies. The actual gunfights that took place in the Wild West accounted for only about 1% of all of the violence. Boring. Right? But what does the American cinema romanticize the most? The Western gunslinger, right? They and uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, The Wild Bunch, mm-hmm. also by Sam Peckinpah, is the first Western to not glorify the West. It, Sam Peckinpah wanted to make a Western so unlike all the others that it showed that, that it was brutal, that it wasn't cool to be a gunslinger, you know, and. John Wayne didn't want to have any part of it because it was not the image of the West right. that he wanted to portray. There was no saloons, there were malls. I get you. Well, and they yeah, <laughs> couldn't save the pretty ladies there, partner. Yeah, no, it was it just was not what John Wayne wanted people to uh, idolize the West or you know romanticize the West. But also interesting fact that's going to kind of play into what we're talking about or who we're talking about today is do you know who John Wayne talked to and got his stereotypical mannerisms from in all of his Western portrayals. I guess this kid, this Not guy. this character, no, but somebody who was around at that very same time that William Claiborne was. Who? Wyatt Earp. Uh-huh. Wyatt Earp retired to Hollywood. And uh, a young guy by the name uh, John Wayne started talking... To Wyatt Earp, because Wyatt Earp hung around the Hollywood sets. Can you imagine sitting down listening to that conversation? It would be one of the coolest things ever, I think. John Wayne and Wyatt Earp. That sounds like a a buddy-buddy, like, cop movie. Earp and Wayne. Wayne and Earp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This summer. Played by Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Directed by uh, Michael Bay. (laughs) That <laughs> you know, Michael Bay is probably a contemporary uh, Sam Peckinpah. Yeah, yeah, there you go, yeah. Um. Oh, okay. Sorry, there's. <laughs> I'm sorry, there was a lull in this. We heard a phone ringing. We had no idea where the phone came from. No, the mystery phone. For uh, whom the phone tolls. Uh, you know who I think? You know whose the... phone it is? Whose? 
Billy the Kid's phone. Billy the Kid's phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling us. He goes, no, I'm not dead. Okay, keep going. All right. Well, this fellow, uh, William Claiborne, was born in Mississippi, and he worked as a cowhand and uh, uh, cattle driver uh, all the way through Texas and the Arizona territories, and then started to settle down in the... Uh, up and through Tombstone, and then Charleston was a miner. So, I mean, this guy held just a number of jobs of the Old West. And uh, he got into an argument in 1881 and uh, shot a fellow just for uh, looking at him funny. And he warned him that he was going to shoot him, though, and then, the guy, and then the guy provoked and missed and shot him so... Uh, but everybody said well he's guilty of murder because he told him he was going to shoot him and did so anyway when the guy was drunk but stop looking at me well yeah stop looking at me uh, you you look at me like that one more time i'll kill you and so then the guy did and then he shot him and the friendly. reason why the reason why he became a infamous outlaw after that is because the jury couldn't convict him because none of the jurors showed up for his trial. <laughs> they don't want to. And look then at him. the judge, yeah, they were, oh my gosh, he's going to look at me funny. I'm going to get shot. Uh, and then the judge gave it a hung jury, and he was just basically acquitted, and then left. It happens. Then, in 1881, William Bonney Jr., who mm -hmm. was the Billy the Kid, was killed by Pat Garrett. And so now mm -hmm. this guy. William Claiborne says, no, no, you call me Billy the Kid. Now that the Billy Kid's dead, I'm going to carry on his namesake. So he's a copycat. Basically. Nice. Yeah, copycat Billy, uh, Billy the Other Kid or Billy the Kid Lesser. Earth you know. 2 Billy the Kid. <laughs> Earth 2 Billy the Kid, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so he was just kind of just a hot-headed, heavy-drinking nobody that killed a guy. But where he gets his claim to fame is... He was friends with none other than Johnny Ringo, hmm. who is infamous with the uh, gunfight at the OK Corral. And with the Beatles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, Johnny Ringo, the Beatles. <laughs> you know, Johnny, Johnny Ringo star. Ringo. Johnny star Ringo. Um, and uh, he actually, th uh, they think that this guy, William Claiborne, knew who killed Johnny Ringo because they discovered Johnny Ringo with a gunshot to the head after all of the gunfight the gunfight went down at the OK Corral. Hmm. Days later, Johnny Ringo was just found dead and everybody thought it was suicide except for William Claiborne thinks he know who did it. Yes. Uh, but what uh, this fellow did was he was palling around the Clanton brothers and shows up at the at the gun uh, for the, shows up with the Quentin brothers for the gunfight, and he is the only one who runs away and doesn't fight. I mean, this guy is you know this big bravado. I'll kill you just for looking at me funny. And then he runs. And then, as soon as the shooting happens, he runs away. That's what I would do. <laughs> just kidding, right? Forget this. Yep. Ran away. So everybody, and ever since, you know, everybody knew, oh, William Claiborne, Billy the Kid the Second, you know, tough, tough, and uh, and then the moment everybody, oh, he ran away from the gunfight at the OK Corral. What a schmuck. What a sissy. Yeah. So he lost every ounce of his reputation. Well, rightfully so. Right. Good thing that he had his Nikes on that day. Yeah. And, you know, I thought, <clears throat> I thought about taking the Wayback Machine. Oh, great. But since... 
we crashed into the Sphinx with it. It's, it's it's in the shop. It's in the shop. And plus, you know, also the other thing is we can we should just talk about it because if we took the Wayback Machine and we ended up in the middle of the gunfight at the OK Yeah, that's true. We might not be here talking about a new podcast, so I think... Sorry, guys. We'll get it fixed for next episode. Yes, we will. <coughs> or we can just invent the Wayback Scooter or something. <laughs> the know. Wayback Scooter? <laughs> the, 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 the Segway Back? The Segway Back. back. There you go. <laughs> So after he had kind of uh, gotten away from Tombstone area, he was still a jerk. Jerk. Uh, yes. Uh, there was a, a fella in Charleston, North Carolina, uh, where he was uh, a reverend preaching you know, uh, teetotalism and preaching against alcohol, and Claiborne just didn't like the simple fact that, you know, no, we should all be able to drink, and so you just, you just stop your nonsense and stop preaching. And uh, the preacher said, "No, I can preach uh, whatever I want, and you don't. You just don't have to listen." And uh, people, so he he was just this jerk. That his his big claim to fame was that he killed a guy for looking at him funny, and then he ran away from a gunfight. But, the wimp, right? So that's why I thought it would be just fun to talk about today because this was the anniversary of his death. But the, the fellow that killed him... I'm just going to run away from this conversation. You're right. <laughs> the fellow that killed him, it was, it was an interesting thing too because apparently he killed him in self-defense. Uh, it was Buckskin Frank Leslie who was also around the time of uh, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit, uh, but we'll talk about... Uh, so... Claiborne was drunk, and uh, Frank, the, the only thing to do at the time, right? Well, get yeah. drunk, you know, uh, cheap two-bit whiskey. Yep. And Frank Leslie was the one who was serving him from the bar, and they got into an altercation, and uh, Claiborne said, uh, "Come outside, and I'll kill you." And, <laughs> okay. Yep. You know his <laughs> usual stuff. You know, you look at me funny, yeah. I'm going to kill you, and. Uh, uh, Frank Leslie said, "Yeah, sure, whatever, kid. You know, and keep in mind, this kid is only 22 years old. Oh, okay, good. You know, that's how old Billy the Kid was. The, right, was Here's 22 young. years old, and uh, you know, Billy the Kid, the uh, Bonnie Junior, mm-hmm. had, you know, he was a real nasty outlaw because he had killed eight men before his 21st birthday. Man, and and here's a guy that's oh, I'm Billy the Kid, and he's got." One. One. He's, he's and a, one and, a good, and zero. And a good, like, track record. Not yeah. like, like, like track, like yeah. running. Yeah, he, he, uh, he can do the, uh, the OK Corral in under a minute. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Uh, so then he's drinking along, and Frank Leslie uh, makes him mad for some reason. Uh, you know, come outside, I'm going to kill you. All right, kid. Whatever. And then he, so he just walks outside, and then two guys come in and tell Leslie, hey, uh, there's a guy waiting for you outside. You know, with that line, all right, kid, come here. I pictured, <laughs> that's Harrison Ford. All right, kid. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or even Kurt Russell, you know. All like, right, kid. Yeah, yeah that was Throw that down, like, you know. Yeah. Skin those smoke wagons, come on. So what I hear is, this is Harrison Ford versus Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I hear right now. I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to kill you. Look, <laughs> it's looking at for me funny. And... So then Leslie goes outside and he sees a, uh, a rifle barrel sticking out from a bale of hay. So oh. 
once again, the guy goes to his cowardly ways. About to walk away. About, and uh, waiting for the guy to come out, so he just, uh, just shoots him unawares. And uh, Leslie saw that, and he said, don't shoot. I don't want you to kill me. I don't want you to kill me, nor do I want to kill you. I just, you know, okay. none of this. Then why did you, anyways, keep going. And then uh, Claiborne, still drunk, raises his rifle and fires. Of course. And uh, so then Leslie says, okay, draws his gun, fires, hits him in the chest, and then goes up and Claiborne says, don't, sh- don't shoot, I'm already dead. You know, so he was going to finish the job. Yep. But then... Uh, when he was died, when, when Claiborne was dying at the doctor's office, he said, Frank Leslie killed Johnny Ringo. Hmm. And I saw him do it. And then he was buried in Tombstone's Boot Hill. Let's go visit it right now. Right? I, there are many reasons why I want to do it. And so everybody saw that Leslie acted in self-defense. Yep. And it says, you know, I'm not going to kill you. I don't want to, but you're going to make me. And so he did. I mean, obviously, it's self-defense. You're not yes. going to get charged with anything. To a guy that thought he was the, you know, the greatest, the greatest right. gun in the West, and run, ran away from every gunfight. But the life of Frank Leslie was kind of interesting. After, uh, after he killed, after he killed Claiborne, it was violence and senseless. I mean, he. Uh, he murdered. Uh, he murdered his then wife. In a drunken rage, and then uh, served ten years in prison for it, and then was paroled, married again, and worked odd jobs around the West, made a, a small fortune in gold because that's what they did. You know, that's what you right. did then. Is after you were done gunning and killing, being outlaws or uh, vigilante lawmen like Wyatt Earp, yeah, then you went and dug for gold and made your record there. But after that. He has disappeared completely from historical record. Nobody knows what happened to Frank Leslie ever since. Hmm. So he's just up and gone. But uh, after the killing of uh, Claiborne, he, everybody just thought that, well, yeah, you killed him in self-defense, but what an ugly fellow. It's UFOs. UFOs? Yep, it's okay. The, uh, the Marshals in Black? No, this is where the, yeah, this is where the Men in Black started yes. from. There you go. It was either that or Will Smith, Will Smith and Kevin Klein uh, in their infernal machine. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Tombstone has quite the history. Oh, yeah, I bet. And just to think... <laughs> and quite the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> they sure do. But that, to me, Tombstone is, is, I think, one of the most iconic, you know, like you've got Deadwood and then you've got Tombstone. Right. Uh, but Tombstone was where... All of the 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 Western myth basically centered around you know that's because that's the Earp brothers were all there the Clanton brothers and you know that the Clanton there are descendants of the Clanton family still living in Arizona hmm. direct descendants I mean they have tracked it they because of because of the wrongdoings that happened back then they have kept track of their family history since, and lineage since then can you imagine that. Yeah. To me, that would just be, yeah, one of my ancestors <laughs> was a cattle rustler and, <laughs> and shot by Wyatt Earp. <laughs> What'd yours do? Like, uh... Mine shot yours. Mine shot Mine yours. yours, yeah, yeah. Well, one, okay, so we'll take an even uh, a more interesting twist. So, remember one of our co-hosts, Ben Donnelly. Right. One of his ancestors happens to be 
Doc Holliday. What? Yes. That's so cool. he he when he is a direct descendant of Doc Holliday. That's cool. And Man, now I want to do mine. Mine's probably gonna be something really stupid. It's like great. My long lost uncle is Stevens Gall or something. <laughs> really, like, no one important in history. It's just someone that's. Well, important to enough to have made you come along. Yeah, that's yeah, true. So you're yeah. welcome. That's true. But uh, and uh, another interesting thing is they think that they actually found Ike Clanton's grave, and the family is trying to get Ike Clanton buried in Boot Hill, but the city of Tombstone is no. saying no. He's here. You're the bad guy. You, you're buried where <laughs> where the herbs put you. Sorry, uh, but you know, and that's one of the things is, you know, coming from Montana. Montana was the Wild West, and it wasn't, you know, the gunfights that uh, made Montana so famous. It was the vigilante justice. Mm. Before, uh, before Montana was an actual state, it was the territory, and they had uh, uh, bands of vigilantes, give, you know, doing out to vigilante justice, and that's what made the West so violent, was that it was, everybody was, you know, the unwritten codes, you know, everybody... Do you, think, do you think they were just, at that time, they're just bored? <laughs> There's not really much to do? No, uh, what they were is they were guys that were willing to do whatever it took to get rid of the rustling of cattle. That was that was their Montana's livelihood. It was cattle. Mm. And... Or it was just chili. Albuquerque. Well, yeah. well, can you imagine, yeah, he, he was rustling some chili. They call you chef instead of a crook. You gave me the wrong... That's I said hot. That's mild. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> shoot. I'll wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw down. But so that's that. Uh, that that was the what you know the old west. How cool! But it's just so romanticized, even though it was actually not the greatest of times. And yet, it's one of our most hmm. iconic periods of cinemat- uh, cinematic history. You know, we've got westerns like Shane. You know, right. come back, Shane, where he yeah. never killed a guy. He shot the bad guy in the arm. Yeah. You know, or the Lone Ranger never killed the bad guy. He would always shoot them in the arm. And then, or John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne would kill him, but he was always the good stand-up fella. <laughs> and that's why I, I'm I'm appreciative of the movies like The Wild Bunch or. Tombstone. It just shows that Tombstone was great. It was a good. And the other interesting thing about Tombstone is that it came out six months before Kevin Costner's Wyatt Earp. Oh, that I didn't know. And the reason why Kevin Costner made his own was he was originally attached to Tombstone, but everybody once they brought him on board, they realized, oh my God, what have we done? He's ruining the movie. Get off. Go away. So yeah, he, the castle on a tombstone was fantastic. Oh, it was. But he wanted to make a Wyatt Earp movie when the, everybody else wanted to make. No, this is Tombstone. This is Tombstone. This is we're talking about the gunfight at OK Corral and everybody right. and everything that was a part of it, not just Wyatt Earp. Are you surprised that I like that movie? That you like Tombstone? Yeah. Not at all surprised. Okay. I would be surprised if you liked Wyatt Earp. It was okay. I mm. Tombstone is obviously way better. Well, of course, because it doesn't have Kevin Costner in it. <laughs> exactly. And so that was his response to, oh, yeah, we'll watch this. Thumbs his nose at the studio and makes one of the biggest box office bombs ever <laughs> called Wyatt Earp. And then, and then Waterworld. But um, <laughs> that's an episode. That's, another, another that's a episode. whole other episode, yeah. But that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So just think, you know, uh, 
Billy the Kid the Lesser, just an upstart kid who was 22 years old and thought he was hot stuff and ran from the gunfight at the OK Corral. Poor guy. He should have just kept running. But uh, he says, and they still don't know who killed Johnny Ringo, but Billy the Claiborne says it was Frank Leslie that did it. Frank Leslie never said that he did. So who knows? Maybe he's just angry at the guy that shot him. (laughs) But it was interesting that how could Johnny Ringo, you know, based off of you watching Tombstone, how could Johnny Ringo have friends? Yeah. Because uh, if Val Kilmer hates him, then you you can't do that. Which, that was a great performance, by the way. All of the above. I can be your Huckleberry. (laughs) That's such a good movie. It was a great film. Now I want to watch the movie. Yeah, I know. It made me want to watch it. but yeah, we'll, we'll keep this one nice and short. Yeah. But uh, just think about it. And I recommend everybody watch The Wild Bunch so you can see what the West was, the other side of the coin of the Wild West. And don't go to Albuquerque because there's nothing there. Just saying. Because uh, it's, uh, sorry, it's where I'm born and it's, I don't, just don't. And like now it. that he's left, there's nothing there. Now that I left. So, so he brought the fame of Albuquerque. I actually him. shot someone and ran away to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> After someone was like, you know, let's. I really didn't shoot anyone, so just, just let me know. So you turned, did you turn left at Albuquerque? I turned left, yeah, uh-huh. I did, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had just visions of Bugs Bunny. Anyway, so if you have any other questions or if you want us to talk about maybe more, I think I'd love to talk about the gunfight at the OK Corral. I think that would be a great episode. Heck, let's reenact it. That would be great fun. <laughs> No's not it for uh, Clanton's. I get to be wider. Oh, fine. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We just film it and put it like a little Facebook, like have this epic music, and we're like with Nerf guns. Oh, that would be great. We're so doing that. Oh, and uh, fun little trivia. Me, Nolan. Yes, you, Nolan. Me, Me Nolan. Chris. Yes. <laughs> now we've established <laughs> Now that we've established here. <laughs> okay, keep going. Well... Nolan was actually one of three names that was going to be my name. One of them was going to be Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, being named after that. Wyatt Wyatt Earp. Wyatt. Yeah. That's it. From now on, we're going to podcast in our name. I'm your host, Chris Chavis. I'm here with Wyatt. <laughs> because it. But no last name, nothing. That's it. Just, just, just like yeah. Cher or like Prince. You're Wyatt. I'm Wyatt. Yep. But all right, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know where to find us, iTunes, SoundCloud. The usual suspects. And uh, please like, some share, and subscribe. Tell your friends, family members, even uh, your long-lost relatives. Yes. All of them. Every last one. Until next time, I'm, uh, I'm Chris, and we're here with Wyatt. Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> See you, guys. See ya.